Section number five of The Rover. Volume one, number one. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April 6090. The Rover, Volume 1, Number 1. Edited by Seba Smith and Lawrence Labry. Section 5. Leone, a Legend of Italy. The Lord of the Castle, Alto, is old and gray-headed. Fourscore years have flitted silently over him. And the dream of his life is nigh to it to awakening. And his ear is dull, and his eye is dim, and his heart is weary. The old man reclines on a couch in the hall of his ancestors, beside an open casement, and the balmy air that floats over the deep blue waters of the broad sea passes softly through his thin hair, and his weary eye rests on the brightness of a lovely landscape. For the olive and the orange and the myrtle are green by the shore of the still waters, and the city lies whitely beneath the glance of the sun as he rides through the cloudless azure of the heaven while the purple mountains clasp the ocean in their arms and fade away into the horizon in long lines of misty blue alas the springtime of nature is a mockery to the winter of age and amalfiero turns away in sadness his vassals are waiting around him to do him pleasure the minstrel is there with his harp the maiden with her song but no music is so sweet to the old man's ear as the voice of his daughter, Gilietta. Gilietta, when a babe, was the thing of smiles and loveliness, like happy thoughts dancing over the mind. Gilietta, when a child, was like the orange blossom in the groves of Frioli, and gladness floated around her like the fragrance of the flower. Gilietta, in her youth, was the fairest maiden in italy she glanced among the myrtle bowers like the winged zephyr the evening star when it rises gleaming out of the sea into the darkness of the glorious night of italy is not so bright as the beam that flashed from her large eye through the night of her lovely eyelashes Gilietta's mind was love all love to each and every thing like music to the sadness of the soul was Gilietta to the old age of her father. As she passed before him, a light came into the coldness of his eye, and his ear, when it was dead to other sounds, awoke to the murmur of her gentle voice. As an angel watches over the last days of a saint upon earth, when the tumult of the battle of his life is over, and sheds peace around his hours, and bids his day pass sweetly and holily. So Gilietta, watched over amalfiero like an influence of good and was the sun of his thoughts and the light of his rejoicing gilietta had a brother garcio de almifiero was a man of a dark countenance and the shadows of his evil passed over it like clouds over the luridness of the stormy heaven and his look withered those upon whom it fell and his wrath once excited rage like a pestilence and would not be appeased he was loved by few and had many enemies none of whom he hated as he did the bandit leone for him only he feared 
the oni's better nature had been borne down by the violence of his passions and he became what was abhorred and widely was the fear of his name spread for he passed over the land like a meteor and left desolation behind him in the palaces of the great and the powerful but not in the hamlets of the poor returning from a successful attack on the castle of a neighboring baron leone had been once traced to the fastness of the apennines by garcia with a chosen troop of his followers the bandit gave him battle and was as usual victorious the followers of garcia cowered back from his thunderbolt charge and garcia himself was struck from his horse by the sword of leone it had been said of the bandit that he had never deserted a friend nor spared an enemy but as his sabre waved over the head of his prostrate foe the beaver of garcia's helmet fell open leone's arm was arrested as if by the hand of an invisible being and a smile of scorn passed over his lip then a mildness came into his eye he turned calmly away and to the astonishment of his followers sounded a retreat in the very flush of victory while garcia and his disheartened and vanquished band were suffered to retire unmolested from that time the hatred of garcia to leone was inextinguishable the shame of defeat and the thirst of revenge gnawed into his heart like vultures for he would rather have been laid dead by the sword of leone than have owed his life to the clemency of his conqueror Giolietta sat in her chamber in the eastern tower of castle alto the evening star rose out of the sea and climbed slowly up into the sky and Giolietta's dark eye rested sadly upon it she was waiting for a voice that rose every evening from the myrtle grove below the castle as that star disappeared behind the peak of a distant mountain Giolietta hardly knew how very sweet the voice was to her listening ear for it was the voice of one who loved her with a more than common love they had first met when giulietta was young very young and francesco just verging into manhood from that hour she was the light of his path and the joy of his heart her father knew not of his child's love for francesco who pleaded to giulietta some ancient feud of their families as an excuse for maintaining his secrecy when the star touched the misty summit of the mountain and giulietta drew near to the window a blush passed over her fair cheek as a minstrel's song rose upon the breeze she opened a secret door and descended and francesco saw her come forth in her beauty what meant thy song to-night francesco said the maiden what can a farewell to thee mean giulietta but misery nay this is madness francesco replied the maiden wherefore must we part thou sayest well giulietta we will not part fly with me night is on the mountain my band is near ere the day dawn we shall be far hence in safety in honour and if thou wilt in power thy band repeated giulietta fly with thee with whom what meanest thou what art thou francesco i know not maiden said francesco i have not been what i seem to be yet thou couldst make me so 
with thee i am francesco without thee i am a pestilence a scourge in a word without thee i am leone and the name struck through the maiden's heart with a coldness as of death the cry she would have uttered died upon her lips and she fainted in the arms of her lover a hectic flush passed over her cheek and she woke from the partial death with a deep gasp as of one in pain and her dark eye was filled with a vague horror francesco francesco she said thou toldst me something it was terrible tell it me again francesco thou art not francesco and she paused for a moment i know now she said i remember well very well francesco is dead and thou thou art not thou canst be thou shalt not be leone the bandit leone my brother's enemy oh francesco say thou mockest me i was once leone he replied thy brother's enemy never or garcio had not now lived could i be the enemy of your brother Gilietta? and Gilietta felt that it was francisco and not leone who spoke and she paused in deep agony great was the tumult at castle alto an old fisherman of pozzulo had informed garcio that he had seen two figures passing down westward on the seashore at the foot of the castle one was a maiden of exceeding beauty the countenance of the other he said was one which he knew well and which once seen was not easily forgotten that of the bandit leone then garcia was wild with rage and he called his followers together and the clash of arms was loud in the hall and then from the gate of castle alto issued a troop of warriors and their mail shone cold in the starlight and garcia spurred on his bloody war-horse in the van his countenance was pale with wrath and he dashed madly forward along the winding shore but one of the maidens of Gialietta, when she heard the peasant's tale went and sought for her in her father's hall and she was not there and she descended by the secret staircase and she saw footsteps in the dew on the grassy ground then she returned weeping and came to almafiero and told him that leone the bandit had carried away Gialietta, and the old man was very feeble and he bowed his head greatly upon his breast and died heardest thou nothing Gilietta said to leone nothing Gilietta," he replied nay now that i listen methinks i hear a sound far away like the tramp of steeds along the sand and Gilietta listened and she was filled with great fear oh fly leone she said it is garcio fly and leave me here but leone raised her in his arms and bore her softly forward and now the rocks were seen rising high from the seashore with the columns of a ruined temple upon their summit and leone knew that his band was near on on Gilietta, he exclaimed one effort more and we are safe and now the tramp of the galloping horses came nearer and the voices of men were heard urging them on louder and louder became the sound and Gilietta made one last struggle forward and having gained the rocks the lovers stood beneath the ruins anselmo anselmo cried leone and he was answered by a shout from the rocks and the banditti leaped from their concealment but ere they gained the shore 
the foremost horsemen of the opposite troop dashed into view it was garcio a shout of triumph burst from his lips when he saw leone Gilietta saw him level his carbine and with a shriek of agony she threw herself before leone and fell dead in his arms the band of leone heard the shot and were around him in an instant and lo their leader was standing inactive beside the body of a maiden there was a stillness in his eye and in his features but it was as the stillness of the volcano before it bursts forth into desolation his troops stood around him in fearful silence and there was a pause until like a whirlwind over the quietness of deep waters came the madness over the soul of leone he looked up and saw that his band was beside him stand by me this night he said and revenge the loss of your leader then he shouted his war-cry and the banditti swelled the sound with eager voices the followers of garcio replied and leone dashed at them like a thunderbolt then loudly into the quietness of the heaven rose the roar of the battle and the echoes rolled heavily over the sea leone burst his path through the mass of battle and his bloodshot eye was on the crest of garcio and whether it were foe or friend whom he met in his frenzy he dashed the combatants aside and clove his way to that one plume with the implacable wrath of an avenging spirit leone sought his single foe the followers of garcio shrunk from his glance and as he broke through the front of their battle some turned and fled and the rest hung back in disorder and dismay then garcio saw leone come upon him with the swoop of an eagle and his eye quailed before the despair of his foe wretch cried leone lovest thou life oh would that i could make life to thee what thou hast made it to me and thou shouldst live i spared thee once for her sake thou hast well rewarded me thy sister strikes thee garcio and he smote him dead and the voice of the battle drifted away toward castle alto and the shouts of the victorious banditti were heard echoing along the cliffs but leone was no longer at their head in their victory they were without a leader they remembered that he had commanded them to revenge his loss and few very few of the followers of garcio escaped the slaughter of that night the banditti met and sought for leone among the dead and they found the body of garcio and the sword of their leader lying beside it but him they found not and they retired silently under cover of the night to their fastness among the mountains oh calmly brightly beautifully rose the morning out of the eastern sea and widely spread the rosy dawn over the deep gloriously the radiance stole up into the high heaven where the white clouds waved their light wings in the deepness of the infinite blue and looked out eastward rejoicing as they met the morning breeze that sprang upward from its repose in the grove of silver olives and the sun lifted its head majestically out of the sea and the mists passed away before his glance from its surface and the waves rolled onward singing with sweet low voices and a long golden path was thrown upon them even unto the shore oh the radiance of that morning was unconscious of the desolation of the night there was no sadness in the dawn that shone on the ruins of castle alto 
the surges that in the night had dashed away the blood from the shore now broke clear and white on the unstained pebbles a figure was leaning against a rock on the strand few very few would have recognized in the haggard face and withered form the once haughty and fiery leone the fishermen of pozzioli affirm that for years after that terrible night the same figure was seen pacing the shore with the unequal step and wild gesture of a maniac End of section five.